Hello, lovely listeners. I hope everyone out there is having a great hair day, has read at least 15 minutes of a book, and eaten something green. Today's guest is an independent companion in Toronto, Ontario. Together we discuss the concept of original content. She's recently started to post a lot more daring videos, and I'm personally a huge fan of embracing one's weird self. I was really enchanted and couldn't help but ask her to grace me with her presence on this podcast. I hope everyone is ready to hear this little renegade share her story and her best life advice. None other than the lively Bailey Marshall. There's a lot of people who are trying things that they've never tried before. Sex! Why do you think people don't see it as work? I don't know. I think there's just too much stigma. What do you mean we can't just go tell people? The vast uh, complexity of human sexuality. The escort. Deconstructed. Oh, welcome to the podcast, uh, Bailey. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Sienna. Oh, you're so welcome. I had you <laughs> over in the snowstorm. It is crazy out there right now. What would you say it looks like for people that can't see? Um, it. Oh my god, I'm trying to think of good adjectives right now. It, it is definitely snowmageddon right now. Like in the last right, four again in 2020. That's right. Today. In the last four hours, there has been I don't even know how many inches of snow. I don't carry a ruler around, but uh, there's a lot. Well, if you looked at those pictures on Twitter of people like digging out their like opening the door and then it being like, all the way at the top. <laughs> that honestly happened to me earlier. I had to like push my door open because. Uh, there was like enough snow built up that, and I feel like it, like there was water dripping off of my roof. So then oh. it kind of froze there. I was mildly trapped. Oh my in god! My place second flooding. <laughs> no, knock on wood. I, I know I saw that happen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you. I mean, you know, hey guys, go get tenants insurance. Highly recommend it. <laughs> Highly recommend get all the insurances. <laughs> Honestly, except travelers insurance. I feel like that's a bit of a like a scam. Okay, so I would say that until one of my friends uh, went on a vacation uh, about a year and a half ago and broke both of her legs and didn't have travelers insurance. Wait, to where? Dominican. Oh my god. Um so after that, Wait, def- so they just leave you there? No, she had spent like eight, like I think it was like 8 grand on a, on a surgery in oh. the, in the Dominican. Uh, to get her enough that she could come back to uh, Canada here. So ever since then, it's one of those things, tenants insurance, renter insurance, like you're always like, "Oh, I don't need it until you need it." <laughs> that one person out of 10 what my grandma did break her hip on a cruise and like the insurance yeah. covered all those See, costs to me be too like i am the most accident prone person like i have friends that uh like won't even get in a car with me they're like somebody has a voodoo doll of you like you are bound to get in an accident basically every day i will keep that in mind next time we walk <laughs> on the street together also why i ubered here uh here and will uber home because i can't believe the ubers were snow. working like there's no one anywhere i kind of oh, love it there was definitely a surge <laughs> yeah i mean walking is gonna take forever in this also i will fall i mean that's part of the fun of being canadian that's the how thing. many times am i gonna fall on my ass exactly today? like i've just been looking out this window the whole time we've been talking and watching the people slide isn't it around. fun <laughs> i love the windows it really is i like to play fate and i always wear uggs in the winter and it's basically oh having like God. an eraser on the bottom of your shoe uh, like i'm just asking yeah. for it see honestly same with uh i finally got my first pair of blendstones i've been wanting those for so long Mm. And they're great in the winter, like super waterproof, warm enough. Um, no grip on the bottom. Absolutely really? none. Sliding around. The amount of times I've like almost fallen or had little falls already since I got them. 
It's, it's it's a high number. You could get those. Uh, what are they like? That the ice cat like stick ons or like those. My <laughs> yes. mom had some of those. She put them on top of her boot, and it was like cleats essentially. <laughs> yes, yes. I think honestly, I mean, they put so much salt on the roads here, though. Then that's the thing. Yeah. I didn't uh, growing up in like a small town in the prairies. No one uses salt. Nobody used it. I remember when I first moved here, uh, I had a few pairs of boots that I wear in the winter, and I'm like, what is this white shit all over? Oh well, yeah, ruined. Oh, ruined because I didn't properly clean them or different things. Anyways, city of Toronto. You have ruined many other shoes of mine, but that I've learned and my lesson. Suitcases. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Mm, I've gotten some gross streaks on mine. Yeah. I, you can like rub it out with vinegar and a toothbrush, That's, but it takes a million years. Yeah, I found that out after, you know, ruining some boots and things over the years. Anyways, now I'm a seasoned Torontonian and I know better. Well, if you want to give <laughs> Bailey a little gift for being on the podcast, you know where to start. <laughs> so please tell me, how did you pick your name? Um, well, most people assume that it had something to do with either some Irish roots that I have or the Lovely's ba- Bailey's beverage. Um, shockingly, it wasn't. Uh, when I first started with the industry, in the industry, I was with an agency. Mm. And my first name that I chose was Riley. Okay. Uh, you growing- look like a Riley. Thank you. I always yeah. wanted, uh, growing up, I always wanted um, my name to be Riley, Billy, or Bobby. I don't know. Very androgynous Yeah, yeah. I always really liked those growing up. So Riley was my first choice, but then um, switched from one agency to another uh, very quickly, and they already had a Riley. So they're like, pick another name. I thought of Bailey. It kind of sounded similar. Riley, Bailey, I don't know, rolled off the tongue the same, and then just stuck with it. You didn't try to go for Bobby? No. I mean, you know, I should have, (laughs) Maybe. In maybe. another life, maybe. Some, sometimes I'm like, hey, if I ever do a rebrand, maybe I'll go back to Riley one day. <laughs> no, I think Bailey's perfect. <laughs> I think it does suit me now. And I mean, now that uh, I've made the connection with the Bailey's. Uh... Oh, my God, that video, though. <laughs> exactly. I got you like, the Bailey's. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I can't go back now. There's no going back. <laughs> <laughs> so you started at an agency? Um. So uh, in the... Uh, in the idea of full of transparency, um, I had a bit of a sketchy start into sex work, but like fully we, on. We, we all do because yeah. we don't know what is good and bad. It all seems sketchy from yeah. the outside. You're like, this is probably the right level of sketch. Well, so basically my story was um, I made the decision to dive into sex work. I was working corporate jobs for a while in that corporate hell. Not for me. Um, in Toronto? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I've been in Toronto for nine and a half years now. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's been a minute. Left those <laughs> prairie Other- roots behind. Right. <laughs> Anyway, so I got it in my head, decided that I wanted to do sex work, wanted to pursue it. It's something I've been thinking about for so, so, so long. Um, I applied to a bunch of agencies. I didn't hear back from one single one of them. So I took it upon myself to go onto Craigslist. As you do. Yeah. And I started with no place you would have ever heard of, a place that advertised as a spa, no place you would have ever heard of, not necessarily the loveliest place. Uh, and I started there. And then I just kept reapplying to agencies and stuff like that. I At that time, I knew about the industry, but definitely didn't know enough to just go balls it and go like uh go work in yeah you know so um I finally heard back from one agency I started there quickly transitioned to another uh more well-known agency and then um worked for them and then yeah it was back in I think it was April that I finally took the plunge into indie life of last year yeah uh yeah so it hasn't even been a full year of the indie life i'm still a little baby happy almost anniversary thank you thank you i know i'm like i think i need to throw a party on the year i can't wait to see the content for that 
anniversary. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I've actually thought it'll be my 10 year anniversary of living in Toronto this summer. And your one year indie ho Yeah, baby so birthday. I'm like, okay, there's gonna be some sort of party. Heads up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so how long did you work at that place before you like uh, did you you said you changed how many of the agencies did you work at or I, how long did you stay at that first I worked place? at two agencies um I worked at one for about six months and then another one for almost a year okay. and then did the or like eight months let's say yeah six months and then like eight months and uh then took the plunge to indie which like I said was always the end goal in my yeah. thing was to get indie and especially once I was introduced to that lovely world of Twitter, that yeah. made things a lot more... You see it's accessible. To yeah, it makes own. it a lot more accessible once you start to know other people and you, uh, you know, if you're not somebody that has an in-call readily available, you know, you start to network and get to know other people within the industry and then just start to get, to get a better grasp of the industry and the business in general. What would you say you, like, liked the most about working at agencies and disliked the most? Um, I mean... Now that I know how much admin work there is and stuff like that. That's, that's not enviable. Yeah, obviously I uh, miss having all of that taken care of. <laughs> um, I don't miss giving a cup, but once again, they do uh, provide that administrative work. But um, I won't lie, like I was put in some compromising positions and different things. and I didn't really like that or the lack of screening. I and, also feel like you do it because you're at the agency and you wouldn't do it if it was just on behalf well, of you. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like I was definitely... Um, like, oh, I lost my train of thought there. I was put in some compromising positions and there was definitely um, things that you, you're you kind of given almost a false sense of security. I guess that's where I'm getting at. You're given a false sense of security with an agency, um, especially if you're doing out calls and you have this driver and stuff like that. You kind of think, oh, hey, they're going to be there for me. But then when something goes down, no, they could be driving another girl to another place. So, you know, there's definitely pros and cons of each and some are better suited for different people. But I mean... I've always been an independent woman, yeah. so I definitely, definitely yeah, enjoy the indie life better. you gave one favorite and one not favorite. Yeah, there it's you go. Perfect normal <laughs> review. <laughs> um, so did you keep all this to yourself when you started initially? Um, I did keep it to myself for the first uh, about probably six-ish months, but that was mostly because by the time that I left the corporate world and working there for years and years. Um, I was not in a good place mentally, and I'll be honest with that. Like, I knew the nine to five was not for me. Did you feel like your life was over? My life, it just, it felt like it never really began because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you you work through high school. I went to post-secondary right out of high school and then started working right out of that. You're a and success story. <laughs> oh, Up until boys. then, that is. Then you became a hoe and your right? life ended. I feel more successful now than ever. <laughs> um, because, once again, happiness is a success to me. Um, so for the first six months, I did keep it to myself. And then uh, it was mostly because I really wanted people to see the positive influence it had on me very quickly I felt an immense change in myself uh and my happiness and once again just my mental health in general so I kind of kept it to myself and not because I was ashamed or anything like that it was more so that I know obviously I'm not ignorant there is that stigma surrounding it that people think of so I wanted people to see this positive change in me and then you know for example one day my best friend came to me and she's like hey oh my god like this last six months like you've been killing it at life you seem so happy blah 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 and I'm like huh well uh, I made a bit of a career change and it that is a direct like a perfect correlation opener to, that. to share. Yeah, yeah. So that worked out well. Same thing even with my brother. I'm, you know, I'm out to my brother and it was the same cool. thing. He's like, girl, he's like, you seem like your life seems awesome now. Like, I'm so happy. I'm so proud of you. I'm like, well, 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 your sister is doing sex work. And he was like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh my that, God, you're being a you. hoe, but like the recompense now instead of doing it for free? Good for you. You're exactly. up in the world. That's the thing. He's like, I know how much time you spent on Tinder anyways. <laughs> I know, right? My life has really improved. Honestly. It's the respectable Tinder. <laughs> Honestly. Sorry, everyone. Tinder is totally fine. Tinder's it's just, fine. It's Why fine. not escort instead? Used, yeah, it's just I, why not? Exactly. I mean, I loved my Tinder. I used to, I always say I date, but like a sport. Mm-hmm. Like I had I my also fun. like <laughs> to get gold. <laughs> exactly. Gold stuff. So did you ever show your face or you've always kept it hidden? Um, I've always kept it hidden. I've gotten more and more lenient over time. Um, I mean, more revealing. Yes. When I very first started, was very first on Twitter, I fully blurred the face, like edited out all of my tattoos, everything. And then um, one thing I've always done on or, you know, via Twitter is I'm 100% myself on there. I'm very, very transparent. So, you know... How many curly-headed girls uh, are big fans of Motorhead and the Dallas Cowboys and things like that? So I'm like, you know what? If somebody were to find my profile and read it, they're going to figure it out this anyways. Bailey. Yeah. So, you know, I started getting more lenient. I started stopped blurring my tattoos, started, you know, uh, exposing those more, and then started showing the kind of bottom half of the face. And then once I started uh, putting out more videos and stuff and getting these ideas for videos that I did... Uh, there was just no way to like properly execute them without basically showing my face. So as you'll see, I, I always that. wear yeah, I always wear dark sunglasses in it. Um, so I'm wearing I'm wearing those, but I mean you you, you get it like yeah, like what what's your plan for the future? Do you think I, you're gonna show your face? I definitely do think I will at some point because people are like, oh, you know, you only wear the sunglasses. Is it for facial recognition? And I mean. Honestly, with the amount that I show, they're going to figure it out if I they want to. I mean, Security There's... knows who and where you are exactly. anyways. And, you know, think about the amount of people. I mean, even people that you've had on your podcast here that have, like, that never show their faces at all, completely blurred it, and they still have gotten, yeah. uh, you know. And also, I mean, I'll be fully honest. Sorry if this offends anybody listening from the States. I have no friggin' desire to travel there within the next while anyways. So I'm not too concerned the about... The fact that everyone has a gun and a cheese puff is running it. Exactly. Just, like, and actually, um, Ottawa and the government actually just made it easier for people in the U.S. to keep us, uh, to detain us at the border and stuff. So... Oh. Yeah, I've heard so some changes happen. Yeah, I actually... I don't want to talk about it too much because I need to read a bit about, okay. about it a bit more. So because I don't... So I don't want to say anything that's incorrect. But I know... Basically, uh, before I think you had the option to rescind yeah. your crossing and you no longer have that yeah. and different things. Um, so, I mean, like I said, I don't really have any desire to travel there right now. Anyways, I know there's other countries and things that banned you, but. I think it'd be really fun to travel there, but like just the amount of consequences present make me be Exa- like, fuck you anyway. Exactly. You don't want me. I don't want you. Exactly. Honestly, you just terrify me. I really do right want to go, though, but I'm just pretending <laughs> like I, I don't. Mean, me too. As, being like a massive like live and breathe NFL like football fan, too. Oh. I'm never gotten down to a yeah there's no professional football um stadium in canada well like yeah we have the, the cfl which is dope but i mean obviously it. i love the cfl too. obviously love, love it but um yeah i never got to an nfl game i mean i almost they used to do a couple or they used to do games here in toronto where the mm. bills would come here really? but i mean i had the opportunity to go and i'm like i don't really want that to be my first you nfl game at the into ACC. detroit at some point maybe just yeah see how fair, that goes over. fair i mean go with a bunch of like dudes or something that are all like Bruh. yeah exactly make a it's road just trip me down. in the corner in the back <laughs> it's fine or i mean if you cross like yeah exactly i agree <laughs> who knows go down to a lions game so do you have a preferred verbiage in regards to escorting i personally 
I honestly am kind of indifferent. So I think I think that's my, the right answer. Like, yeah, who gives a shit, really? my thing is like if I'm with another provider that has a preference or they don't like a certain term or something like that, I'm not going to use around them. I'm going to use what they're most comfortable with. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't really have anything that rubs me the wrong way or that I prefer one way or the another. I think that when I introduce myself to uh, you know civilians or to people, I use the term sex worker. But I feel like the reason I use that is because it opens up a dialogue in a way. Um, also, I know that this is this is so silly, and a lot of you are probably going to think this is silly, but I feel like to civilians, then it opens up a dialogue, and it sounds more professional to them, which I know is so silly. No, I completely um, get it. It does sound more professional. But I find, it has yeah, more work I in find, it. Exactly. And yeah. I know, I know that sound, probably sounds so silly to some people, but it just it opens up this further dialogue where people really ask about it and... Um, you know, you know, people that know a bit about sex work, they'll be like, oh, what avenue are you in? Uh, and then I guess I maybe naturally more, maybe say escort more than anything. But um, yeah, I just find that when I use the term sex work, it opens up more of a dialogue and people are more in, like people want to, you know, I can talk a lot more about things and people ask a lot more questions. And uh, then I, like, I love to educate people about it. So I mean, anytime that I can open oh, up that, that dialogue, right I'm like, you guys great. should pass the test. <laughs> So I'm like, I feel like it definitely, it op- it just, it opens something up and then I can uh, start a whole conversation about things and, you know, people don't realize the work that goes into this. Um, so I, you know, I can talk like the other day, one of my friends, they're like, oh, what did you do today? I'm like, oh, I've spent five hours doing admin work. And they're like, pardon me? You know, people don't understand all of these different things that go into it. Not so. even that, but because you're a personality that's out there, if you don't respond to people or look like you're alive, like at... I say at least once every three days because I'm horrible at social media. You, it's probably like once every few hours. People are like, is she okay? Is she yeah. even like active anymore? Is she even still working? It's like, yes, I'm still working. Yeah. Why do I have to be this I'm active? Here. Yes, exactly. My so. thing is still up, so I'm still up. Like, exactly. So, yeah, I think like sex work is probably my go-to, but honestly, I'm super indifferent. There's nothing that rubs me the wrong way at all. I feel like it's important to ask everyone in this industry what they want to be called because how else are you going to find out? Be like, well, I heard people say they like this. Well, these are the hard fact people. Exactly, exactly. And like I said, like I know and there is a lot of people that do have preferences and that's like nothing against that. That's yeah, great. No, Good that's for you. Great. Uh, which is why, like I said, as soon as I'm hanging out with somebody in the industry, I do like to, you know, listen Respect to what they're saying. whatever they want. A hundred percent. How weird. We <laughs> respect sex workers. <laughs> that's shocking. Do you maybe want to share something about your childhood or the way you were raised and progressed as an individual to come to be okay with working in sex work or being who you are? Uh, yeah. So my upbringing was pretty, uh, grew up on a farm and, uh, like outside of a small town, you know, uh, and when I say small town, I don't mean Ontario standards where people say it's like 10,000 people, 30,000 people (laughs) is a small town. Nah, I'm talking 3,500, 4,000 people. Um, grew up in a small town on a farm outside of that closest neighbor is, you know, three kilometers away. Um, loved my upbringing on a farm, probably had your typical farm family. You know, dad works super hard. He likes to have beers at the end of the day. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know what? You're like, we're like your typical like 90s sitcom family. Like dad works super hard. He comes home at the end of the day, drinks. Mom bitches at him for drinking. Kids are nagging at him. The mom's nagging. You have the roast turkey and potatoes (laughs) and vegetables. Yeah. So typical upbringing there. Uh, My small town was, I'll I'll be honest about that. I hate, I hated where I'm from, but it's mostly, it has a lot to do. um, With opportunities, right? Well, it's opportunities and it's, um, 
I'm not going to blanket everybody into one thing, but it's a very like um, small town, small mind. It's conservative. Um, I grew up uh, around a lot of like racism, homophobia, um, slut shaming, um, you know, a lot of different negative things that I never really wanted a part of it, but um, are unfortunately so apparent there. And like, not even like it's it's still racism and it's still homophobia, but but it's just so <clears throat> excuse me, it's so naturally ingrained in them that it's not even them being intentionally I don't think that that maybe is our natural state it's a lack of exposure exactly. that comes from being in a small town 100% because you know um as simple as people like you being like oh that's so gay or like things like that like that's just something those are terms they just use every day all like day if that's gay it might actually be like better than if it wasn't gay <laughs> Honestly, I'd be like hang on let me get in on this it's probably a lot more fun yeah um so but one thing that I was very lucky about was that my mother uh isn't from the small town and she is a super open-minded woman. She taught me and my brother to not give a shit about any of these people, not give a shit about what anybody thinks, to pursue whatever we wanted from a very young age. She told me, you know, she was like, she uh, like always told me they'll accept me for who I am. Uh, I feel like she always kind of knew that I'd be a little bit queer and things like that. So like always told me like, hey, no, you can love a woman. You don't just have to love a man. Um, just kept me and my brother both very open-minded about things in this small-minded town. So I think that I give her, and honestly, she told me to, she always taught me to embrace my sexuality. Little story here. When I first moved to Toronto, I was like freshly 18 in school, had like no friends, was super, super lonely. I was having a breakdown to on my, <laughs> I'm super transparent, by the way, oh, guys. I love when people have <laughs> breakdowns. I don't know why, but I can just empathize so yeah, much. Like, I mean, you're freshly, you move from a city, a, a town of 4,000 people to a city of 4 million. Uh-huh. You're not making friends. You're just 18. I like, think it's, it's hard. 6 million. Uh, so, yeah. So I, uh, I had, it was like having a breakdown. And honestly, I remember the one day telling my mom, I was like, you know what, mom? I haven't been late in like six months and it's just getting to me. And my mom's like, well, you know, sweetie, like there's toys for that and like stuff. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm a broke student. And my mother literally sent me money to go to an adult store and buy myself a vibrator or something that like that. Love. Like totally tells me to embrace my sexuality. Loves me to like, loves to, t- the, the woman knew the day I lost my virginity. Like, you know, super open. We have some different relationships going on. <laughs> Can I get some of that, please? For sure. For sure. Wait, how did she end up in a small prairie town? My dad, love, does weird things. Um, how did they even they, they actually they met in uh, one they, in 3,500 chance. It was probably right? less than that. Yeah, they met at a party in uh, I can't remember if it was it was one of the uh, I think it was Calgary. They met at a party in Calgary. And when she was visiting and it just kind of like hit it off. Their first date was to Cancun. They hit it off and then just like oh, snapped out this to Cancun. Oh, like 90 day fiance material. Yeah, so weird. Uh, just like pieced out together and then uh, ended up doing like a long distance thing. So I think she was living somewhere in Alberta at that point. Did a long distance thing. Eventually she got knocked up with my brother. She moved to the she town and to then. The little town. Yeah, and then they were together for like 30 years. They're no longer together, but like, you oh. know, but we're together for 30 years. Like, and. Uh, I'm a big fan of relationships yeah. running their course and right? not being exactly. anyone's fault but exactly. it's beautiful while it lasted but no one says yeah. you have to be committed to this for the rest exactly. of your life and there's been times I've gone home to visit and like we've all gone to like football games together yeah. like we've all like oh, you know my mom dad brother and I we were always like a tightly knit family we like we're a part of the family that loves to party we'll like drink together we'll smoke oh weed together God, it's cool that's beautiful <laughs> so uh so yeah like we'll still get together I mean when I visit it's only like a once every few years thing so I'm surprised that it's like from a small town because usually small towns are more conservative yeah yeah. Well, I mean, I think if it Her wasn't for my mother, that's really the thing. Yeah. Like even growing up, uh, so many of my friends, I can remember, you know, 
they're meat and potatoes type of people. Like they literally eat meat and potatoes. Where my mom, she spent uh, four years traveling the world. She's been all over. So she would cook different things. My friends would come over and be like, mm. ew, what's that? Like I won't eat this. And I was like, just little things like that. Like now, I mean, once again, anybody who follows me on Twitter knows how much I love food. And I will credit that to my mother. Yeah, like expanding my palate. Some, <laughs> some ideas of where to go together. We're going to go. <laughs> exactly. That fried chicken sandwich. Um, so yeah, envious. so I think my mother definitely, uh, definitely influenced me and my openness. And then, yeah, like I think another thing that kind of influenced me, sorry guys, this is like maybe a little morbid, but, um, in these small towns, um, there's a really high death rate. Um, especially, uh, I think especially rural towns in, uh, Saskatchewan and Alberta. Like drunk driving um, is what I think of first. Drunk time. driving most definitely. But I think in, in towns in Saskatchewan and Alberta, anybody who grows up in these towns or works in the oil industry is very apparent to this. The oil and the industry and the drug industry feed off of each other. Um, when, I haven't actually been to any of like the places people go for three or four weeks, but mm-hmm. I imagine yeah. that they're like if you work every single day for three weeks for twelve hours, like well, and the thing is, like after you're working, you just want to like what you know if you're working hard, then you want to party hard too, yeah, right? Totally. But um, I kind of watched my town. I was never a big fan of it, anyways. But I watched my town when the oil industry came into it really take a plunge. Um, via kids in high school doing cocaine constantly different things like that it was just I really noticed there's there was a big change in my town and like I said like anybody I swear in those rural towns or anybody that works in the oil industry knows that like I said the drug industry and the oil industry are directly connected and um like unfortunately I've had a lot of friends pass away whether it be from suicide which is probably related to drugs or just from drug overdoses um, so via having that happen in a lot, especially in my 20s, once I move away, hearing constantly about these people passing away, uh, dying, overdosing, suicide, whatever, it kind of just got me to a point where when I was working in these corporate jobs and stuff too, I was like, what the f- What am I doing? Why am I doing something that's not making me happy? Because life is too short. Like it is why, you know, suck the dick of the man when I can be sucking dick for money and making myself happy. No, it's a huge um, difference because my slave labor is approved of and yours is not. Exactly. And I feel like via my mom making me so open and then having all of these, you know, deaths in my life, it just kind of made me realize I'm going to be whoever the hell I want to be. And I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do as long as I'm not hurting anybody else. And that's kind of just the path I've taken for the last couple of years. And I will continue to take, I guess. So, what made you feel unhappy in that corporate job you had, though? I think it was just I. I mean, just the the typical nine to five, the typical like, even people being like, "Oh, you had to talk too long in the bathroom, or you take too many bathroom breaks." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's because I'm working my ass off, and I drink a hell of a lot of coffee, so I need a lot of bathroom breaks. Like, it's a diaretic. Like, the I am you gonna... get mad at someone for going to the bathroom, yeah. like, or like just." You know, the day that I realized that every morning I woke up and I didn't want to go to work, that's not something. Like, you know, we all have times, people have times where it's like, oh, I don't want to do this today. I don't want to do this today. But when you're doing it every day for months, you probably shouldn't be doing that You're like, am I dead? Yeah. Is this all there is to life? Right? And I'm lucky, you know, I don't have... um, you know, I don't have anyone to support but myself. Like, I'm, you know, I understand people with families. It's not that easy to just drop, a, you know, a good paying corporate stable job, something like that. But, you know, I was lucky. I was young. I have nobody to care about, care, care of but myself and my cat. That's not that expensive. So might as well do it. Do you think <clears throat> anything about the way you were raised or brought up or were exposed to kind of influenced your decision to be a sex worker more than another person? 
career? Um, I think it did, but not in the way that you're thinking. I think that I would have been. I have no idea. I think that, like, well, I was going to say, I don't think it influenced, I think it influenced me to not do it for so long. Yeah. It is something that lit, I've been here, like I said, like, nine don't and do drugs, years. don't be a whore, don't do well, it. Well, like, yeah, you're like, I'm a good girl. And I feel like it was just to do with so many of the slut shaming and the negative, uh, I mean, where, regardless of where you're from, you hear about the stigma and different things surrounding it. But, um, Honest to God, I feel like if I wasn't where I was from, I probably would have started it sooner. Like, there was so long because it was something that was in the, honestly has been in the back of my mind for years, years, years before I started. And what was holding me back other than maybe some internalized horror phobia, I don't know. Um, because I've always, I've always been so open about my sexuality in general. Um, I've never, like, you know, I don't let people shame me for sleeping with multiple people, for my queerness, different things. I've always been so open and transparent about those things and I always wanted to get into sex work. So like what was holding me back? I don't know, probably the stigma that I grew up with. Um, and like, yeah, I don't know. I think the that, lack of resources too, like you not knowing if it was a safe job in yeah. reality, but if you knew it was safe and you saw what the benefits were, you'd be like, all right. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so yeah, so I'd say that where I grew up probably definitely influenced it, but not, but yeah, influenced me to not do it for so long. I wish I would have started earlier. You're yeah. the first person to say that, but that makes a lot of sense. I would feel <laughs> the same way. It's like, good girls don't do this. I'm like, I'm a good girl. Yeah. I don't do this then. Or just like the jokes that you hear growing up once again in these like towns about like, you and know. And then she was a hooker. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or like, you know, dead hooker jokes you hear constantly. Oh my God, the dead like hooker that. jokes. So, you know, those. that's been, that was so ingrained in my mind after hearing those nonstop for 18 years and then you know, years after that. So, yeah. So then when you started at this dingy place, did you have good first experiences that kind of kept you going? Or you were like, okay, I get the taste for it, but I think it could be more fun. Or like, what was your first experiences kind of like? Uh, my first experiences, like, the place, the place wasn't that great, but the people were, like, if that makes sense, the place wasn't that yeah. great. Like, it was very low end which is a terror like a root i feel like a rude term in a way but like there's all there's all levels yeah a a dingier place but like the people there were good the clients there were good i just knew i knew it was something i wanted to continue doing but on a better avenue like it definitely didn't deter me in any way it just it honestly probably pushed me to work harder and to because you saw what it could be yeah to get to the point of uh being independent or whatever um like I said, basically from the time I quit my job and started it, I knew that sex work was going to be my thing. It was just a matter of like going through the ropes and, you know, learning, learning my way, paying my dues and stuff, I guess. <laughs> and now you've made it. And we're <laughs> trying, working on it. <laughs> on this amazing topic today. So today we are discussing original content because anyone that has ever seen Bailey <laughs> on Twitter has seen that within the past year, past six months. Yeah, I'd say I think my first ridiculous little thing was August sometime. Okay, six said. months. Mm-hmm. The past six months, Bailey has been going wild with her creativity. And I just saw it and I was like, God, this woman is a badass. Like, I really <laughs> need you. to talk to her about being a badass. <laughs> Thank you. And so the topic uh. of original <laughs> content. <clears throat> Please explain how you came to start doing this kind of thing. Because I think at Scores, typically we try to be exactly the stereotypical fantasy people want. Mm-hmm. And you completely went the other way and we're just like your own personality or whatever <laughs> weird, you. lovely, quirky, beautiful content instead. So where did that even come thank from? Thank you so much. First off, love the compliments. Like I mentioned, <laughs> It's not a compliment. It's reality. Thank you. I mentioned this to you earlier and I'm sure a lot of people, like a lot of providers will agree with this. Obviously, client comment compliments mean so, so, so much. But it's when people in the industry compliment you too that you're like, yes, girl, I feel validated or something. Like, yeah, just, we don't have to compliment harder. you. Like, yeah, I don't it have hits to. harder. Um, Honestly, like I wish I had, I don't have any, 
epic story about how it started or how I came up with these. Um, I mean, I guess I smoke a lot of pot regularly, so oh maybe God, that so helps. I was about to say, you were smoking a joint in the one video, and I'm like, she must be really high when she comes up with this well, stuff. So but the honestly, boldness to just publish it remains well, the like, next day. So I think I just, I'm very lucky. I hang out, like, a lot of my friends are funny people. Like, I just, I hang around a lot of comics, different things. I just... I'm constantly around a lot, like, a lot of creativity and stuff. And once again, like I said before, I decided long ago to basically be my, you know, to be myself and to not be ashamed of that. And when I um, started on Twitter um, and started really thinking about branding and stuff like that, I kind of realized I'm like, I don't really want to make a brand as silly as that sound. I'm like, I just kind of wanted to be myself. And so from the time I started on Twitter, I was just a hundred percent myself, you know, talk about sports a lot, talk about music a lot, talk about food far too much. And um, eventually the very first video I think was one that I made with the chicken dance. And literally the way that happened was that one day I was at my friend's house and we had been drinking a little bit and we found this bag of costumes and we just started trying them on and we're being silly and stuff. And the idea just came to me and I was like, I have to do this. The next day I got up and I did it and I was like, and it was one of those things I was like, I want to put this out there. I have no idea how this is going to be, uh, like, taken by other people. Received, if it's, yeah. yeah, I have no idea how this is going to be received. Thank you. I was looking for that word. <laughs> um, but it it went well. Like, people, it was people well loved it. It was funny. And then I feel like with many things in life, once you get that amazing feedback and stuff, then you're like, okay, cool. This is my thing. Like, I never... I never really thought that being like funny or like quirky or something like that was going to be my thing. I was always like, because people haven't been doing that. They've just been like going with the mold, despite mm-hmm. no one really wanting the same yeah. Barbie every time. Even though, even though that, like I said, it is me. I always kind of thought that either my love of sports or my love of music or something would be kind of like the thing that people took on to. And then I would like go from there and like kind of ride that out because yeah. that's me too. But then... I guess kind of like the funny things started happening and then these ideas started coming to me. Like I said, there's the bootylicious one uh, where I smack like jelly on my ass. I can picture it right now. <laughs> there's, and like there's a turkey one, which like some of these come from, like I said, finding little props or random things and then an idea will come to my head or some of them lately have been more so uh, me playing off pop culture. Like there was the I one. that's really smart. There was the one. I mean, think about it. How has South Park stayed so relevant for all of these years? They oh, play wait, off of Because they pol- piss people off they, and I love it. I mean, it. that too. I'm working on that i'm just kidding but no they play off pop culture right and i think uh that goop candle that's the thing so with the goop candle oh my god that you uh, buy it out of curiosity i wonder what pussy is a candle honest to god wanted to buy it out of curiosity (laughs) but that one and one that i did that was uh artsy fartsy i don't know if you saw that one but it was one where um did you hear about that artist that uh literally taped a banana yeah. to the wall yeah oh yeah i saw that so i did a dildo yeah you know yeah. things like that so just playing off pop culture these things just come to my mind that's a fun way to launder money <laughs> fun <laughs> right um i think they're accidentally or maybe on purpose lee yeah the right amount of time like how did you pick out the duration of these videos um honestly i there's no, there's really no method to my madness. I like, feel like shorter the better because people have such well, horrible also, things I'm, nowadays. Things I'm learning and need to learn to work around. Twitter ruining the quality of videos. So like in a oh, way, like shorter the way it uploads. The, yeah, I like so. I don't know. I need to learn more about this. I'm not that techie, guys. You could put like a but, link to it and have it like on Vivo or something. No, I'd rather like I think it's just better to have it right there because you know, are people gonna click on that link? Maybe, I maybe not. Know. It's better to just have You're it right, right there. That's that's You're my right. opinion. I don't know, right? Um, but yeah, there's not really any method to my madness. Like it's not like you know, I'm like every and this is the, I think that's one thing too is why I can do these. I'm not. F- 
I'm not forcing myself. Like they, they just kind of come to me. Uh, it's not like, hey, once a week, like every week I need to release a video or like Twins every three, but I get on that horse. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, you know, probably is one of the reasons why I don't have an OnlyFans yet is because I'm not consistent enough. Um, but, you know, with these, it's just. Uh, it's a lot of content. Oh, yeah. So that's the thing. It's like when the idea comes to me, then I and like I have a note, uh, a note in my phone that has, you know, a bunch of other video ideas and different things and stuff like that. But I think it's just not forcing it to it just it comes so much more naturally they just like via whether i'm sitting at home stoned about having a beer whatever then it ends up you know it ends up coming to me and then it's just a matter of executing it would you say that the videos reflect your personality or are they kind of more there to stand out or would you say it's a mix of both i would say that it's definitely my personality (laughs) like i have shown uh, a lot of my friends once again being open to everybody now um i've shown a lot of my friends my twitter and they're like this is so you. <laughs> um, I think that might be the biggest compliment you could get. I love it. Because like I said, um, when I came into this, and in- like when I, once I started on Twitter, I shouldn't say when I came into this industry, once I really started on Twitter, I kind of realized like, I don't, I don't, I didn't really want to be anybody other than myself. And I mean, that's not like everybody, you know, should brand themselves in whatever they way they wanted to be. And branding is so, 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 so important in this industry. We all know that. Um, but my thing was just kind of, uh, I I don't want to be anyone other than myself because I want I want clients and I want people that I'm gonna click with, right? So whether that's being transparent about my my love of sports, my love of music, my love of food, or just being the ridiculous little bitch that I am, I it attra- it attracts like minded people, right? So I would say yeah, it's a hundred percent me. And it's, you know, give or take it. Like, not everybody's going to like it. That's for sure. But I mean, not everybody's going to like anything in life, right? So what would you say to people that are resorting to being the stereotypical brand because they know that gets you business, but would like to be themselves? Like, how did you push through being worried that you may never get hired again type of thing? And I won't lie. Like, I'm not... As soon as you deviate, of course, you're like, no one's going to like me because I'm different. Yeah. Or like, I guess it wasn't even that. Like, and I know, like... There is absolutely nothing wrong with fitting that mold. There is absolutely nothing wrong. And I know that I am speaking from a place of privilege, too, that I can be myself. Not everybody can do that for a multitude of reasons, all of which are valid. All of which are valid. Um, Because, like I said, once again, when you see me, you know it's me. Not everybody has that freedom to be as open and be themselves. Um, If you you can, I think you you totally should. But yeah, I think there's definitely a worry because even I've had multiple providers message me and, you know, to compliment my things, but then also say they're like, oh, my God, I wish I could do things like this. And I'm like, girl, you can. And they're like, well, it's not really on my brand. And I'm like, "Okay, I totally get that and respect that. But it also once again, I know this. I'm so sorry if this offends anyone. It makes me kind of sad. In a way that people can't it necessarily be that people be are themselves. hiding their personalities yeah. for fear of repercussions. And I mean, we're also like we're also different in our own way. But I mean, once again, who knows if I would have fit like you know went into the stereotype, I probably would have been more successful than I am at this point. Not saying that I'm not successful, but my success probably would have come faster or more different or something. Maybe it's just who kind knows? Of, yeah. Do you want to get but those also few extra clients? Or well, like, that's the feel thing. Like also, you what do you what do you define success yeah. as? Right? right. I love the fact that I can be myself. Like. I've shown up at places with a like crazy face of makeup up because I figured that's what I should be expected. They're like, girl, no, like we've watched videos. We don't expect you to be. No one needs that red lipstick. Give me the turkey baster. (laughs) 
<laughs> or like, you know, so yeah, like it's just, I don't know, it, it attracts more like-minded people. And I think if, if you can do it and you are at a place where you can be yourself, do it. I know it can be terrifying. And I mean, I have just gotten to a point where I'm like, half the time I'm like, I don't know how any of these things are going to be received, whether it's a photo, it's a post, I post some of my dumb dad jokes on there like you know i Me just I, posting about my day i feel the same way though so i don't think that like worry like <laughs> yeah away. so that's the thing like people i mean how often do you look at photos you're like oh which photo should i post this one or this one like you're always gonna overthink it or think about it a lot in a sense which you should once again it's your business you should be doing what's best for you um so have you found it to be an asset overall or did you think you've gotten more or less clients since um i would say I, I think that it's an asset but i think that i've probably gotten less clients because like but you just feel better type of i thing. feel that be- i feel better and i think even if i'm maybe not as busy as some people because i'm like i'm still getting quality quality over quantity i'll oh, put it totally. that way quality over quantity mental health I'm getting, over yeah i'm getting people you know that want to go to punk shows with me ah. and like go on burger eating dates and you know go to comedy festivals like i got to go to basically every just Sounds for last like comedy utopia yeah so i mean once again i guess it's all about what you want like i i am super happy with the way things are and i'm super happy with uh my clients and the way i am and I can only hope to just continue to expand on that. I'm not going to I'm not going to stop being the silly bitch anytime soon. Thank God for that. <laughs> and also, I want to just put it out there, maybe people will hate on me, but I don't think any of us are as busy as we make it seem. That's, I think yeah. that part of the business is yep. saying that we are very busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could have not worked for like 3 weeks. Once again, it's all about your marketing and stuff too. Yeah. You want to you got to, you know, I guess, present yourself that way and stuff. And I mean, I'd be lying if I said that I haven't, uh, we've all done it where we've been out for dinner with a friend. I'm going to fucking throw us all under the bus right now. We've all done it where we've been out for dinner with a friend or something like that and been like, oh, look at this date I'm on or something. Yeah, people have done that before. We've all done that once or twice when it's been slow and you haven't been working and you're like, oh, I'm just out with a friend, but make it look like you're on a date. Oh my God, yes, the fake post. Well, it's more like, I guess when I'm having a drink alone, I feel like bad for having a drink alone. So I'm just like, (laughs) what a nice date. It's mostly the alone drink thing. Never feel bad about having a drink for yourself. (laughs) I I, No, girl, never. My my favorite time, I love taking myself out on dates. I spend more time by myself than with people. Like I love going to bars by myself. I love going out for dinner by myself. You must have some great company. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm like, I get the best conversation when I'm oh by my myself. God, so cute. <laughs> but I mean, I'm also, I love to like, you know, make, I'll go into a bar by myself and then make random friends with people. So I've made some of my best friends just randomly sitting on a bar stool together. One of my best friends to this day, we were both sitting, that is bitching at amazing. a leaf game. You better uh, not give me this idea because I'm just going to like go sit in bars and be like, do you want to be my friend? It's fun. You meet great people. It never hurts to make friends with your bartender too. So mm. Yeah, but then they remember you. So you got to make sure it's not a place you over dates because I made this mistake at one place. I went the same place in two weeks and once was a date and once was with friends and they remember me forever now. I'm just a loud bitch. Like, just going to be like, oh, it's you. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah, I I keep my personal bars and my work bars very separate. <laughs> that's, that's, that's for sure. I know I'm going Unless it's there. like one of my friend's bars that's a bartender and they know what I do and then they'll ah, come in and they'll just kind of like give me, be like, see, who are you tonight? I'll just have to make friends with the bartenders. That's actually a good life plan. And they'll be like, oh, don't go talk to that person. Yeah. Go over to these guys. These yeah. guys are good guys. They'll be like, they always Thanks. look out for you too because I mean, obviously there yeah. are certain risks about, as a girl going to a but bar by yourself. She has a drink. She's good for now. Give her yeah. 20 minutes and a 
water and maybe a snack and then go back. Exactly. Don't send me a drink. Send me matzo sticks. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> I haven't had matzo sticks in forever. Mm. I'm such a cheese addict. Oh, I know what I'm doing later, especially on this snowy day. Cheese and pickles? <laughs> yes, honestly. No avocado, folks. She does not eat avocado. It's not because I don't like it, guys. It doesn't like me. I have an intolerance. I feel bad. I fucked up on her salad. <laughs> Can I ever redeem myself? <laughs> I'll forgive you. The rest of it was delicious. <laughs> so, considering all of this, do you think videos and, like, multifaceted media is something all sex workers are going to have to get into to be at the top of their game? I don't mean, like, porn. I just mean content-wise. Are just having photos enough for this next decade, you think? Um... I mean, I'm not an expert on the, the, the subject, so I mean, I don't know for I sure, know. but I definitely... We're both just millennials, <laughs> yeah. so like, in a way, we I, are and aren't. Yeah, and I mean, it wasn't like even the videos were something that I intentionally... It was just ideas that came to me, right? But I mean, I probably wouldn't have gotten those ideas to do videos if I hadn't have seen other people do videos, right? And you are constantly seeing people do more and more uh, videos, and I think it is it is a really, really great way to showcase your personality, too, or just to showcase your body. Like, I, you know, there's some that are just as simple and so seductive as girls, you know, in their lingerie and, like, flipping like Kate Compton around. in her bathtub, just smiling and touching her boobs. Yeah, like, so hot. I so know. Hot. So, so simple. So easy. <laughs> so simple. So fucking hot. So you can showcase yourself more. Or, like I said, you can showcase your personality a little bit more different things. Um, like, so one that's popping to mind is, like, um... I, I don't want to pronounce her last name incorrectly, but Adele Gall or Gal, G-A-L-L, Gall. I think Gall. it's Gall. I think it's sure. Gall, too. Um, her content's amazing. Dope. Yeah. She, that caught my eye. She's been on Twitter for a while, but that's the thing, too. Her, Sometimes these What videos, clients think you're doing, and then you're ready all of a sudden, and she exactly. like, takes out the towels oh, and the dress. Die. I'm like, oh, 100%. <laughs> exactly. So that's the thing, too. There's people... Um, that have been on there for so long and then all of a sudden you catch this video or you catch even a certain photo or something like that and you know you get hooked on them um so i definitely think it's a good tool to utilize whether or not it's going to be completely necessary and something that we you know have to do i don't know but i mean even think about it even agencies like uh cupids and stuff are starting to add um videos to their website and stuff now uh so i mean yeah it probably is part of the future i don't know the extent to which the importance of it in the future but i definitely think it's a and like i said especially if you are someone that wants to really showcase your personality like me being you know ridiculous or whatever i it does help you stand out it wasn't necessarily my intention but it's definitely yeah, no, helps just being yourself i yeah. think it helps especially like in comparison not that you should compare yourself to other people mm -hmm. but if everyone else is kind of like doing little mini videos if you don't have any people like is this really her does she still look like yeah. this right now and that's bullshit but if everyone else is doing a semblance of other kind of media you should mm -hmm. probably get your own like i have this podcast yeah i know elliot has a podcast yeah like, just do your more own little just do something more than photos it doesn't have to be videos yeah. it doesn't have to be that crazy but mm -hmm. just just try to have like another media form for people mm -hmm. to engage with because mm -hmm. it will like pique their interest i feel like a most lot definitely most definitely and in, like engagement in general is so important like that's one thing i'm realizing um more and more too content's important but engagement is do important you check your too. stats um i don't i i, I it's don't just on as twitter you don't even have to you just hit the little yeah little i don't as much as i should it's more so and it's not even that engagement that i'm talking about like people it's more so like commenting on other people's things starting a dialogue mm, yeah. you know things like that that, that i find definitely to be really important is very important as well yeah you're like, building a community really exactly like it's so like of course like yes we should be posting photos we should you know maybe doing be doing videos whatever that content important but building relationships with other providers building relationships with clients see like them seeing you tweet tweet at people tweeting with people um i think that engagement's a lot very important too and i think that we all get something out of that 
I think um, it's a great investment of your time because even if yeah you know what i can't even think of a downside to engaging with other yeah. people and complimenting i mean them. yeah there's a lot of we all know that there's occasionally like twitter drama and there's definitely a lot of incels or different things on there that oh, are going to hate whatever. on you but you just you don't engage with that i've told like, i've been told recently by a lot of friends of mine that i should mute certain people like mute people that aren't following you mm-hmm. um because no one that hates you is going to be following you in the first place fair so it's a don't ones that don't follow you and it's something else but a friend was saying that she noticed a lot of really bad comments after she hit like a 10,000 follower mark. And she's like, I, I never really got this before, but I guess it's just like stats and the number of people following me. But like, it tears me down so much Ooh. every day to see this horrible shit. So if you just take away everyone not following you and you can't see their, then I think it's just going to be better. Yeah. But I can't help but look at the bad comments either that's, because honestly, I kind of want to know, but it's evil. Well, I, yeah, I know. That's my thing too. Like, honestly, I'd rather know if somebody's saying something negative, whether it be a client or a provider. I don't necessarily want to mute that because I mean... I don't know, because, like, even Joe Rogan's like, I don't read the bad comments, don't read the bad comments. It's more so, I guess in a way, it's more so, too, like, if there's a client account or something that's making, and I mean, once again, I think it is important to mute it for your mental health and stuff, but if there's a client that's making negative comments and stuff like that, and then all of a sudden contacts me one day to book. I'm sure people will get in touch with you, then be like, have you seen those? Yeah, because, well, yeah, that too. (laughs) People will let you know when there's stuff You've got some loyal followers, for sure. (laughs) So haven't you had a little bit of that, though? Has anyone come after you for being too original? Honestly, um, I've been, I'm super blessed. Are you the only, serious? The only thing I've had is I had one person message me once, just kind of giving me, and like uh, a provider giving me like unsolicited advice, being like, hey, you should watch your content because people might not like this and you're, you might put, dig yourself into a hole. She sounds like a closet wannabe content creator. Well, it was just like, I just, you know, it was one of those things I was like, thank you for your concern. Like it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't even like a negative hate on. You could just, you if know, you ever want to get in touch with me and how but, to start your own brand? Oh, help you. <laughs> yeah, that's so all it like, sounds like to me. She's just jealous. Yeah, and like I didn't, I didn't take that to heart or anything like that. But like I've been so blessed. I'm that um, at least to me personally, I have not had really any negative feedback or pe- from people other than the one you know unsolicited advice. Good. Let's keep but. it going. Please <laughs> insult. Knock insult. On. Yeah, all of a sudden I'm going to like, this podcast is going to air and I'm just going to have like hate mail. I'm just no, <laughs> every single person listening to this, if you like the idea that Bailey has created and the thing she's standing for, please email her all the compliments you can think of today. Let's flood so her with sweet. some love and reward her for her eccentricity. I feel I am very eccentric, but I don't really know what that looks like. So I've just mm. started this podcast and I just... Yeah, oh, it's a way to go. showcase yourself there. And yeah. that's the thing. We're all figuring it out along the way. Like I'm not... I'm not going to pretend like I got it all figured out. I'm still a baby. I haven't even been on, like, my year anniversary on Twitter was, like, the last week in November. Like, I'm not an expert. Yeah, like, I never used Twitter before doing this for work because yeah. I never wanted to spend that much time online. And I feel like yeah. I'm, like, an old, like, lady that I don't, has yeah, I no don't, idea how to use these I platforms. I don't have personal social media. I've had it in the past in different things, but I don't have any personal social media and stuff like that. To be fair, I am 100% addicted to Twitter now. <laughs> like, it has like a sex work Twitter like, is the lot. Like, it's the, like a casino of pussies. Oh. Oh my god. Pull the slot like, machine. I swear to god, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what's going on? Who's looking hot today? <laughs> oh, everybody. <laughs> I am 100% addicted to it now, but like still have no desire to have it in my personal life, honestly. I have a personal Insta just to look at dog vids, and I have for like 2 years I've posted like five pictures, but I, I like I actually look at it daily for dog vids. I had one up until like a few months ago, and it was literally for food. 
Okay, like, yeah. All I same, do is follow same, like the food accounts in Toronto and like blog TO and all these different food places. So I could be like, ah, I can't watch that shit because I just only want a master chef and the portions Dude, are way too big. I got no one to share it with. See, and mine wasn't even for the cooking. It's for the places in Toronto to eat. Oh, and that's one of my oh, things. Blog TO. I'm thinking of BuzzFeed. Like, uh, okay. No, I'm talking like 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 either blog TO or there's like a bajillion different on Instagram like accounts that just go to like food places in Toronto. Is it like a and woman critiquing or it's just photos of the food? Photos like of the food. Co- I mean, oh, okay. yeah. And different things. But, like, there's, like, hundreds of accounts like that. And that was basically all I followed on Instagram. That's one of the reasons why I deleted my Instagram was that I was like, okay, I need to introduce I'm these things called... virtually living in restaurants right now. Yeah. I need to stop and go live and my like, real life in restaurants. Right? And I'm like, I need to, like, introduce these things called, like, fruits and vegetables into my life and, like, not have a heart attack before I'm oh 30. God, we and can totally <laughs> have a cooking party if you'd like. I love yes. cooking. I am trying to start doing it again. And as you can notice, the cooking burn on my arm from the other day. I'm oh. working on it. Getting better. Better, guys because i deleted instagram send her your favorite recipes please do no avocado do you think escorts and other sex workers are unintentionally kind of influencers of sorts nowadays we do see like a lot of similar posts in a way to insta models but instead of selling a product we're just selling our own time yeah i definitely do think that we are influencers for sure but also i think that in the time that we live in and the society we live in everything's kind of influencing everything if that makes sense oh yeah via the internet and how uh fast uh you know things can trend or communicate and stuff like that i think that of course a lot of things are inspired by sex work but then uh, probably a lot of the things we do in sex work are inspired by other things right like i think at this point in time with social media and with the internet and everything everything is being influenced by everything else I'm a firm believer that there is no such thing as an original thought. It's all just recycled. Exactly. I mean, humans have been alive for, I mean, centuries, and there's no such thing as an original thought. It's just rebranded, recopied, repackaged for the decade, the century you're living in. Exactly. Like, when you say original content, like, what exactly does that even... I'm so pissed off. People are like, you copied my idea. It's like, you copied it off someone else. Like, there's only so many ideas out there. I'm sorry I want to eat food in my photos. Like, what else am I supposed to be? Am I supposed to be on the can or sleeping? Like, there's only so many options Exactly. alive exactly we can't all do like i mean we only all so many edible things yeah like, there's only like so many ways that we can all pose and there's like we all have the you know the same poses or like the different things like that, you're you're completely right everything's recycled at this point and there is i guess plagiarism for specific sentences but that's about it even sentences i i once was pulled into a university office one sentence was exactly the same as someone they found online i'm like excuse me how am i supposed to know that someone had the same thought as me out there in the entire world it doesn't count as plagiarism i have no idea this exists it's just a global consciousness because we tend to go with similar trends universally because we've been influenced by the same like worldly news exactly we're all reading the same news we're all listening to the same you know we're all listening to the same main podcast we all get the same tech like it's all just global consciousness stop thinking you're so fucking special exactly exactly so that's the thing what is what is being original at the end of the day i 100 percent agree with you we're all being influenced do you think there is a thing as original content i don't i don't think like yes and no like you said i think it's all it's all it might be original but it's still influenced by something else right well then what makes content original in your experience since you're making these like you know individualized videos yeah but i think once again i mean everything i'm doing is influenced by something else right like it's i guess it's original to to me and to my idea idea but i mean once again the candle things being influenced by gwyneth paltrow and then the bootylicious the bootylicious is i mean follow huh, the lyrics destiny's child who hasn't been 
and oh so God, it's five M. Come on. I've been waiting to oh see somebody God. do that. I was like, yes. Oh girl. my God, I totally forgot about the chocolate milk. One. I she, did yeah. not. <laughs> I want to know, like, did she have to do it two or three times over? Was okay. that a first take? That was one that I was like, this is a one-time thing, girl. This is it. You're gonna have to do it. And but like the thing is too, sometimes bloopers are just as good. So that was one oh, of those yeah. things where I'm like, it's either gonna go well or it's gonna go ridiculous. Either way, it's can gonna you, be fucking can hilarious. Can the next one be a blooper one? Because I feel like oh, it'd God, be yeah. fucking hilarious. Oh god, yeah. Like instead of the one you get right, be like, God damn it. Get the cap. Where's the towel? (laughs) Exactly. I really do should start posting bloopers and stuff too. Because like, for example, that artsy fartsy one where I taped a dildo and then turned it on the wall. I'm sure it didn't stick. Yeah, it didn't (laughs) stick. There was one time too where my cat came up and started batting it on the wall. Oh my God, I need to see this. (laughs) So I'm like, okay. So yeah, maybe I'll do, I should start doing like a blooper reel every couple months. What the pussy wanted some dick. (laughs) Yes. You're welcome. (laughs) So do you think there's an ideal amount one can stand out in this industry? Um, I like numerous themes, but for example, if you want to have like an underwater themed photo shoot, client might be like, what What are you trying to sell here? Like what's happening? Are you trying to like sell me a bathing suit? Like how how far out do you think you can go with the concepts? Because it's really hard too to come up with new ideas. Yeah. Said. Um, I mean... I think uh, I don't. I don't know if there's an ideal amount because I mean I think that probably depends person to person too. Because I mean some people probably want to stand out some more. More some people just want to kind of those bathing once- suit selling escorts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like for example, I don't know if you saw this, but there was um um I I I can't uh, tell you the provider's name. It's escaping me right now. Um, but there was a girl that posted a photo this week with a fucking tiger. I didn't. I don't know her name is either. But Madison oh retweeted and I saw it and like oh damn. My God. Like yeah. So like stuff like that, that's going to make you stand out. I had no idea who this girl was before. That shows up on my timeline. I'm like, you are a bad bitch. I love you. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know if I'm that creative. Or no, you know, once again, like I said, there's so many different times that providers have been around on there for so long or had their accounts for so long. And they don't. And I, you know, I follow friggin everyone. And I feel like and then all of a sudden somebody shows up on your timeline and you're like, oh, this person must be new. You're, they have a very unique or outstanding uh, video or photo or something like that. And you're like, oh, no, they've been on here for a couple of years. They just, yeah, so, didn't do anything super weird yeah, to cut your so, for. I mean, standing out is definitely important. But like I said, I guess uh, that's once again a person-to-person thing because some people maybe don't want to stand out. There's Because, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't out, that aren't open. They need to hide this from their family, from their friends, from people in lives for different reasons. So then you're probably not going to want to stand out. You're going to, you know, want to stand out to an extent that you're having clients and making money and stuff but you're not going to want to stand out to the point where people are too many people are going to be following you or you know stuff like that um, I think a lot of people be like, "Oh, you can only be original and show content if you show your face." But she does not show her face, folks. So I don't show show these peepers. Exactly. Yeah. So it is doable. I guess that it's, I could do more now that I do show my yeah, face. Yeah. Congrats, Ooh. by the way. Super props we for showing your about, face. I don't think I want to see myself from every angle. That's gonna be like <laughs> oh my, my safe god, place. No. So like, I don't want to see like. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> is that me from the left at this angle?" Like, I will never do that again. Oh my god, that made me think of sorry story time, guys. This made me think of the one episode of the Golden Girls. Did you ever watch? The Golden Girls no, at all. All-time favorite show, guys. I've had the box set since I was 13 years old, so like over half my life. Um, and there's one where uh, Blanche in the show, or uh, one of the other girls... What did uh, she do? One of the other girls had just had sex with someone. They were talking about only having sex on the back. Mm. And they were just like... Uh, and they said something, and she's just like, oh, no, you don't have sex on top. Have you ever looked at your face over a mirror? And she looks at her face over a mirror. Oh Obviously, they're a bit older, so oh the skin's And Blanche just screams. She's like, ah! 
yeah, then Dorothy's just like, yes, sweetie, always on your back. It's like a facelift. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for that. <laughs> so, yes, different angles. And, I mean, that, mm-hmm. is, that is one luxury well, about. You know, it's true that people look fucked up sometimes when they're having sex. But it's like, it doesn't bother you in the moment because no. it's still their face. And no. you just understand it's their face from a different angle because they're busy. Exactly. And, like, nobody's vinegar strokes are attractive. Vinegar strokes is the face you make when you're coming. Oh. Um, it's like you're smelling vinegar and you're like, okay, wait, what do uh, you do? <laughs> I have no idea. Are you serious? <laughs> I the ripe age of I, 27 and you have no idea. I have what you no look idea like. what face I make. Put I a mean, ceiling on the put a mirror on the ceiling. Oh guys, I'll start I'll start videotaping myself masturbating more is because I'm sure it's not attractive. Hey, you want to start that OnlyFans? I mean, there it's you go. There for exactly. You. I mean, I'm sure it's not great, but I'm sure it's not hideous. I mean, look at me. <sighs> I've recently <laughs> thought about what I look like and I don't like what I've chosen, but it's not chosen. It's just yeah. when I close my eyes very hard. Yeah. I looks like I ran a marathon. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like also a lot of the time when I am getting off, it's usually from someone going down on me. So I'm like, oh, I don't have to look at you. See, and men are like the opposite. They want to like, I want eye contact. And I'm like, please don't look at me. Like, like, stop. It is. If I, Um, I don't know what it is, but like if a man's going down me and I look them in the eye, I'm like, don't look at me in the eyes. Like, I think like, yeah. I don't want to stare at you. It's funny because if I'm going down on a guy, I like to make eye contact with them. But if they're going down on me, I'm like, don't look at me. double standard. Like men want the eye contact and me, I'm like, don't look at me. Like, I don't want to look at you in the eyes. Like, it's freaky. It's weird. Or even if like I'm getting maybe, off while we're having because the penis is outside the body so it's like something yeah. where their face is like buried also, in and you can't see half their face the they're like you look so fucking weird right they look now like, like you know the Gasping dude from home Impro- or something. Yeah. <laughs> they look like the neighbor from home improvement just creeping over the fence like no yeah agreed we figured it out <laughs> when you when you hide into the hole it's just weirder than if there's like exactly. an outward surface to play exactly. with exactly when you're burrowing in there oh my god i will never get hired again <laughs> i'm not even talking like sex work contents i'm just talking about my sex life <laughs> oh i snorted oh i mean same sorry guys so this is me uh, well i guess if there's anyone to listen to on this topic it is the woman who was not unapologetically been herself in videos and brought all the boys to her yard with the milkshake <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, what would you say you dislike and like most about this industry? Um, I would say, I mean, you know, the first answer that comes to mind about dislikes, of course, is the stigma. Um, And I was going to go off of that one, but then I started thinking about review boards and review board culture. Uh, and I would say that's probably my most uh, hated thing in this industry. Is What's re- your experience been like with that? Um, so when I was with agencies, they kind of said like, hey, you should be. And they always say they're like, oh, this guy's a reviewer. Like, make sure you please him and stuff like that. And I definitely, I was never really active on there, but I kind of followed them and stuff. Not that I was even really reviewed too much. And then uh, when I became indie, I was like, hey, I want no freaking part of that. I don't want to perpetuate that culture. Uh, but then there's a certain point where you're like, okay, I don't want to perpetuate that culture. But at the same time, I got to play the game you know Mm -hmm. um so there's a little bit where I dabbled on it and I was like no you know what I have no desire to be a part of this um I I think I still probably have an account on one but I'm not active on there at all um how long has it been um a good couple months like at least like six months probably since the last time I was like kind of dabbling on there like paid like ad it wasn't well it wasn't even the reviews before it was more so the advertising that I was doing on them I and like I don't know I don't shit what any of y'all say normal ad though uh, well, you pay like you 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 make your own ad and like design it or whatever, and then post it up on there. Okay. Um, but like 
I don't care. That, so I use it for advertising purposes, I should say. I shouldn't even, didn't even really use it for the review board purposes. Well, yeah, you're not a client. And, Why would you use it for the review board purposes? But, like, and this is the thing. It breaks my fucking heart the amount of times that I see people tweeting and stuff about reading bad reviews and things that they say or, like, because, you know, the, the people will assign numerical value to you being like, oh, she's a 6 out of 10 on her face. She's a 5 out of 10 on her ass so just like lacking our review back of them anonymously huh, right oh my god that'd be the best comedy yeah. bit so i'd listen to that for hours like, but i'm just just objectifying people isn't exactly. valid isn't fair and, and it's gross and everybody's experience is going to be different too once yeah, again and also if you showed up and you were a fucking asshole like that influences the booking exactly. you show up not having shower to being drunk or being exactly. a dick and the people are like i don't know how to handle you right now exactly and then that influences how they act because you're fucking crazy it, yeah, and, like, it's just... I know that a lot of people have, like, no-review policies, and I respect that. I don't necessarily have a no-review policy. I don't give a shit. That's my thing. I just got to a point where I'm like, I don't care. People are going to say what they want to say. You can't control it either way. Exactly, exactly. You might have a no-review policy, but someone could still review you. Then you're not going to see that person again, of course. But, like, like you know, I, I, just, pe- I, I just think I just think it's it's an outdated... Uh, it's an outdated concept... Uh, it's well, not it something have I never wanna, existed. It should have never existed to begin with, but it's just outdated. I don't want any part of that. If people want to review me, you go right ahead. I'm not going to get all hot and bothered about the things that you say. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm not going to lie and say that it doesn't hurt when you hear read something shitty of about course. yourself, but I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm going to be like, oh, okay, Craig's a dick, and then go on with my life. And I think that, yeah, that's, that's my too. most... Craig is a dick. <laughs> I would say my most liked thing. Um, Actually, one thing I want to say. Ooh, go. People keep putting little comments like, oh, you've you never been so low that you've worked in review boards. And first off, I don't think it's low. Second off, I have been on review boards, just not in Toronto. I only did it in the there UK on adult work when I lived there. There you go. Um, and I did have one experience of a man I'd never met that posted a review. Like, there's no way of like showing, yes, I agree. I did see this person. Here's my approval. Exactly. We both agree that we've seen each other. And then maybe some kind of allowance is then given because exactly. we both agreed we've seen each other. And he wrote, she looks nothing like her photos. She does nothing like she says. She's not even Canadian. Yeah. And like he posted like three or four different things and are different people. I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. But yeah. like that was like all to like, my credit. It made me look crazy because that was the first things that popped up when you looked at my name there. And see, and that's the thing. It's so ridiculous. It shouldn't be like that at all. At all. And once again, yeah, I mean, it's easier said than done. And I know that a lot of people get crazy business from that. And fucking good for you, girl. No, if if it works for you, like, I'm glad. Because it can work well. Exactly. And once again, it goes back to, like, uh, playing the game and stuff. you got to play the game to a certain extent. I'm not dumb. It's a business. you got to play the game. And like I said, maybe I'd be further ahead once again if I were to do these things, if you conform to the norm or different things. But it's just... It's just not something I want in my life. Um, you don't want that bad shit mojo in yeah, there. Yeah, like let's. There's that no person need for- also subsequently messaged me and was like, "You should not be charging that much. Like you, Ugh. there are other girls lower than you, and like you don't even look that good." I'm like, I love when people get in touch with me to tell me what I do and do not deserve. Yeah. Like that is like fuel. For I me. saw somebody tweet yesterday. Tell me again what I deserve, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I saw somebody tweet yesterday, and I got to agree with it. I think it was Stefania or somebody from oh, Toronto. Stefania is badass. Right, I'm having her on next. And week. it was literally some. I think it was her. She retweeted someone. Or something like that where it was just like um 
as as soon as somebody's telling you that you need to lower your prices, you know you're doing something right or like something along the lines of general oh, totally, lines of that. Totally, and I'm like, totally. yeah, girl. So just take it what he said as that you're doing something right. Um. So what about my most liked things? Um. I would say, honest to God, is Twitter. Like, I am so it's in love with Twitter because um, sex workers of all of all avenues get to get together too. You know, whether you're a stripper, you're a content creator on OnlyFans. Um, you're a fin dom. I love following the fin dom girls. Like, like I don't get how they make money. Like I'm oh so my impressed, but it's like pay me, you pig. Does anyone fucking, actually send them money? I like that's so it. impressive. Yes, for sure. Like there's, a huge, there's an avenue for everything. Like I said, and yeah, I really I would say that Twitter is probably one of my favorite parts because also it has helped me connect with other providers mm-hmm. too. And the like obviously I mean I'm not gonna like we all know how isolating this industry can be and stuff like that um and especially like once again I'm very privileged and I'm lucky that I'm out to people in my life so I can talk to them but not a lot of people have that or not everybody has that I should say so it's just it's so great to make friends in this industry and I think it is so important at first I was really weary of making friends in this industry because I saw so much drama and heard of different things but it's kind of like like anything in life, you keep your nose out of it. You're going to be fine. And I have made some fucking amazing friendships that like, and you know, or gotten mentors out of it. Like girls that I've looked up to, um, different things, you know, like I think Twitter is just such a great platform. I really, really like it. Uh, and of course, like, other things I like about it, obvi- like sex work. Obviously, I love my fucking independence. I love being able to use my creativity. I love setting my own hours. All of those other wonderful things, of too. Course. Of course. I hope that Twitter hears this somehow <laughs> and decides to stop shadow banning us and other random restrictions. Yes. And if you are going to restrict us, please tell us so whether or not we want to follow them, we at least can mm-hmm. have that option. Exactly. With all of these. Because we're new- very confused. Yeah. With all of these new terms or maybe not new terms or whatever. Yeah. I remember hearing there was new terms for January 1st, but then reading someone say it's just, it wasn't a change in terms. They just right. changed the verbiage and stuff like that. And I think some people want to be more like porn star and other girls yeah, want to be more like, or- you know, just to the cursory Insta model type. But like, we don't know what is the classifying. Exactly. And that's the thing when I started hearing all of that I won't lie I did go through a lot of my content and delete a lot of it but for example when we were talking when we took a break there when we were talking about that one video where I'm jumping on the bed with my asshole out Mm -hmm. um I didn't want to delete that and I'm fully naked in that and I'm like is this something that's gonna get (laughs) I can see it from here just a little ray of sunshine (laughs) you're so sweet um but it was one of those things where I'm like oh I deleted a lot of the pictures and different things that like had more full frontal or different things for you know, the risk of getting deleted or whatever. But then there were certain videos and stuff where I'm like, nah, the titties are out in this and I'm not deleting that. Well, see, I decided to delete everything that showed nip or like nudity. And I decided that I would post the same version on Twitter, just like plus like some blockage, like yeah. flowers and then make like a platform where you have to pay every exactly. month. And I'll just stop giving my content away for free. Exactly. And like it'll be killing two birds with one stone. Exactly. And a hundred percent. And it won't be that much. It's just like instead of constantly giving all my content away for free, if you want that dirty explicit version, like you can just Check go out pay the like fans or pay me or yeah, my private site or whatever that much, it is. Like exactly. to pay somebody like twenty bucks a month to see their like cutest little exactly. bits. Exactly. You should times. be pay pay for your porn guys. But I don't really know exactly with the Twitter like I said I deleted all my photos and stuff like that that showed full frontal, but I don't know how much they pick up with videos and stuff. I I think it takes like a little while but i think that it like scans it yeah so i really don't we'll see if i disappear guys then uh, we'll know we'll make you a new account (laughs) exactly exactly do you have a retirement date in mind at all or an assigned time to quit the Uh, industry i don't know what's retirement age these days like 65 70 something like that i think it's now 87 in capitalism jesus christ (laughs) i mean i know i know but honestly you're probably not wrong in this economy taking a sip Uh, of bailey's like yes we are actually drinking bailey's while Mm. talking about bailey um 
this is my career 100%. I do intend to have different endeavors and different projects and stuff throughout my life. But like, I genuinely intend to and want to do sex work as long as I can, like physically, mentally, everything. Um, I fucking love this job. It's my favorite (laughs) job I've ever had in my life. So I do intend to do it literally as long as I can. Was this a commitment you made the day you decided to quit your corporate job or did it take a little bit of time after that? Um, I mean, I I kind of definitely, I I knew it, but it wasn't written in stone. But like, I I think I kind of always knew that I wouldn't be going back to that corporate world and that this was going to be a thing, but it's just, it's really been solidified and, you know, actually working in the industry now and stuff that this is my career. I'm proud of what I do. I cannot wait to grow my business more like you know I, I I can't wait to see what the future holds for me for Bailey and like I said that's not saying that I won't be doing other things in my life I have of other course not. no know. one wants to only do one thing in life like exactly. even if you like sex work there's my no God. way that's all you are Ex- I don't care yeah. if you're a gardener on the side exactly there's no way this whether is it. it's just hobbies or having other jobs or different like careers knit, or whatever. whatever you like I, to do exactly, something else. exactly so I mean I don't know you're not getting rid of me anytime soon that's for show. Write that down, folks. In your stones. <laughs> what do you think is one of the biggest misconceptions people have about people who do sex work? Um, I think it's that we're kind of one on end of the spectrum or the other. Like, I feel like a lot of the time when people picture escorts that they either picture the... And there's nothing wrong with either side of this spectrum whatsoever, but they either picture the kind of standing on the corner... Um, Streetwalker. Streetwalker type of thing. Or they picture the like super bougie designer clothing being flown around in jets type of thing. I think that's like, I I think a lot of people see either one end of the spectrum or the other. They don't realize there's literally everything. Everyone else is in the gray. Exactly. Like, I would say, I would say, yeah, uh, most of us are somewhere in between that. Um, there's no, there's nothing wrong with being on either side of that, but most of us are in between that. And I think that's probably one of the biggest or that someone's forcing us into it or that it was our only option. Um, how have you, so when people bring this up to you, what has been your like number one rebuttal? I kind of want to summarize things quickly, but when someone's like, you've got other options, I don't know what the primary like best rebuttal mm. is to kind of debunk that without sounding like I'm trying mm. to justify myself yeah. i'm pretty like that's the thing too i found that a lot of the time uh, as we were talking earlier that i'll use the term sex work and then we start a dialogue i found that a lot of the time when i'd start that dialogue with people that i felt the immediate need to justify myself um and i think that's something i'm still working uh, around and getting past that because there's no i don't need to justify myself to anybody but you subconsciously have this need and it's because of that stigma that people automatically it's the way they ask the question that makes you like answer or not in even, a certain way i feel yeah like, it's, it's, it's not because even, of this it's like it's not like this is this is why this it's, it's, it's because not, of we keep doing that. yeah and it's not even sometimes what other people are saying it's sometimes me immediately i'll say what i do and then i'll be like oh but you know i used to work my corporate jobs and i used to do this and i got this degree and like blah 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 um so sometimes it's me it's not even them saying something it's me you automatically assume you've got nothing else going for you and, and it's like, your natural state thing. to say you have more but and if they want to know more they'll ask it's not your place to give your exactly resume. exactly and it doesn't matter like you know and that's the thing too that i started to realize too is like you know i'll shove be like oh i got this degree and i did this corporate job but people that don't do that before they, they start their resume when they tell why they do what they do yeah but also providers that haven't gone to school or haven't uh you know had other uh, like corporate careers they're just as valid as us that have okay. yeah we're just we're fucking people at the end of the day like we don't we don't need to time. be put into these boxes we're, we're yeah we're always gonna be put into boxes in life but we just we don't we don't really need to be what is your current favorite book or one you always recommend to people 
I don't know what my current favorite is. I just finished reading uh, Bleeding Blue by Wendell Clark, the hockey player, which was really, really well done. Two of my all-time favorite books. Uh, one of my all-time favorite books is Watership Down. That's one I've read a million times since I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, or like young teen. And then the next one, I feel like so many people are going to judge me on this, but screw you all. One of my favorite books that I read, read every couple of years is Valley of the Dolls by Jacqueline Suzanne. I've definitely heard of the book. I don't think I've ever read it. <laughs> and a lot is of it also a movie? Yeah, there was a movie. Okay. I never watched the movie, and All I've heard right. from so many people to, if I like the book, to not watch. That it. is the number one go to. Do not watch the. But like this one is supposed to be like like ooh thirty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's supposed to be like horrendously bad. Um, oh, the- I like it. Failed relationships. That's cool. Yeah, and it's That's like wild. during the time that it was written, I believe in like the sixties or whatever. Some of the, to- the topics she t- she touched on. Um, via women and stuff like that were kind of still taboo at that time and Jacqueline Suzanne in general was just kind of a badass um but yeah that's one of my favorite books and so many people will tell them that they'll be like really maybe they've just seen the movie though and they haven't read the book which is very probable yeah but even the book like it is it's 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 an easy read. Like I can sit down and read it in like a day or like day and a half or something. Add it like to it's my a very, Amazon list. very easy read, but like it is it's a guilty pleasure. We'll put it that way. It's a guilty pleasure for sure. Pleasure for sure. Anyone wanting to help me afford all these books <laughs> providers recommend just send me an Amazon. Send her book Indigo card. cards, please. Indigo and Amazon. In- I definitely prefer used bookstores and there's so I many know, amazing my God, ones yes, in the I was city. Gonna say the library. But like when I walk in there, I actually have to pee. I get so excited. <laughs> I love it's that. Gross. Oh my God. I know I actually have to go oh, to the bathroom so every time I walk into a that's library. That's so funny. I mean, I have a books a used bookstore that I go to so regularly mm. that, that when they have, Do they have a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I don't know, but um, that they know me so well that when they get certain things in, they'll literally call oh, me and I be like, that. "Oh, hey, we got this in. Like, we this know you love awesome. Walt Whitman." This is like the bartender, but for the bookstores. <laughs> exactly. See, it helps me. Make social friends, people. Make friends. Make friends with everybody. Where you frequent locally it works out. They'll call you for books. Do you also have a favorite TV show? Um. Ooh. I don't know if I have a favorite. Like I, I watch top a, five. Yeah, I watch a lot of. I'm not even gonna put them in like specific orders, but like I watch a lot of comedy. Uh, like I love Brooklyn Nine Nine's one of my favorite shows. Uh, Life in Pieces, but like some of them are like what some of my all time favorite shows are like 90s, like The Nanny. One of my all time oh favorite Naomi shows. Naomi Nixon loves that. I love it. She Mr. Does, Sheffield. She does the best in person. <laughs> you need to meet her. Like okay, call it you, Naomi. Um, and then like the Golden Girls, like I said earlier, yeah. I've literally had a box set for, uh, since I was 13. So over half my life at this point, um, I don't know. I, I watch a lot of, <laughs> like I said, I watch a lot of documentaries and TV. I don't know. Whatever Netflix tells me to watch. That's my answer. Whatever Netflix tells me to watch. Quality. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I don't know how I didn't say this. Fucking Broad City. For sure. Broad, for I think of Broad Church. Sure. Broad City. Broad City. Hands Broad down City. one of my all time favorite shows. Um, it's Lana Glazer and Abby Jacobson. It started as a web series. Um, fucking hilarious. It has Hannibal Barrest in it, like a million other. Oh, I amazing, love comedians. Oh, uh, a million other people in it. Let's put it this way. I love this show so much. And I've been told, uh, so often in my life that I remind people of the one main character, Alana. Alana Glazer. Yeah. She's, I, that, um, actually a client took me to go see them live when they were here during Just for Laughs. Who's them? Uh, sorry, Abby, Abby Jacobson and Abby and Alana Glazer, oh, the two, okay. the two main girls that are the writers and creators and the main uh, stars in it. I had a client take me to see them during Just for Laughs, <gasps> and I started bawling before they even came on stage. They were introducing Get it together, baby. They were introducing Alana, and she's literally the love of my life. And like, 
like I said, I've had so many people tell me, and that's the I've had people tell me before, be like, oh, I hope this doesn't offend you, but you remind me of, have you ever seen Broad City? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, you remind me of Alana. I hope that doesn't offend you. I'm like, sweetie, that doesn't, not only does not offend me, that is the highest form of compliment you can give I started crying so much, my clients started crying because they were so happy that I was so happy. Oh my God, that's beautiful. What a great circle jerk. Bravo. So anyways, Broad City, there we go. That's like favorite You had an orgasm by proxy. I think so. It really brought us together. Crying really brings you closer. Awesome. Well, check that out. Do you um, happen to have a biggest companion crush at the moment or several Ooh. biggest companion crushes? Yeah, this was the question that I knew was going to stress me out the most. Why? Because I'm like, oh, there's wait, no, so you don't many. Leave anybody out. It's okay. No, 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 no. It's not that. I'm like, there's so many. It was, it's one of those things. As soon as you like, my mind went into like overdrive. There's like smoke coming out of my ears. And I'm like, oh my god, there's so many. I think Isla David uh, from Toronto is definitely one of my big ones. The Scotch loving queen. She's a um, hot babe. And then. I realized this is something I didn't know about myself until I started in sex work. I love redheads. Like some of my biggest crushes are, are once again, about Emily Kane right now. Oh my god, I was like, she's yes, so she's so hot. That wasn't what I was going to mention, but like, me, yes, like, so scared to um, meet her. Some of my biggest crushes are once again Adele, like I mentioned earlier. She's yeah. a big crush. Um, Rose Delacourt from uh, Montreal. I know I'm following her. Yeah, from Montreal, and then uh, Gemma Gemma Paradise, Gemma Paradise from San Francisco. Those are two of my, like, big crushes, too. Both gorgeous redheads, like, nice porcelain skin. Apparently, that's my type, because there's, like, three or four companions that I'm obsessed with that are, like, redheads, porcelain skin, just gorgeous. And I, I guess I have a type, guys. That's all right. <laughs> well, thank you for shouting them out. Hopefully, they hear mm. it. Well, uh, I guess we covered all the questions I had for you today. Um, is there anything else you kind of always want to say to listeners or escorts out there that maybe people forget or something that you live by or just... Um, I mean, once again, like, I don't want to sound too preachy or anything, but if you, if you have the luxury and you are able to just be yourself, um, or in general, in general, stay true to yourself, whether that be your branding, uh, your limits with clients, your limits with other providers, your limits on Twitter, whatever, just stay true to yourself. Um, and I feel like it's just going to make you happier in the long run. Uh, pretending to, you know, we all have, we have to pretend to be someone else to a certain extent, but you should never compromise your morals or anything else to make somebody else happy. So, and once again, if you do have the luxury that you can be your 100% transparent self online, friggin' do it. Because it does feel really, really good. And I find it to be really rewarding. I understand not everyone can do that, but if you can, just just do it. I know it's fucking terrifying. But get in touch with Bailey there. if you need a little cheerleader. I'll be your hype girl. <laughs> not even that. You're always free to delete it later. So there's no downside exactly. to trying it if you've no. been thinking about it relentlessly. Thank because you. you can just delete it. Thank you. The amount of times that I like even I've done that. Like I've posted shit and I've been like, no, 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 no. Or yeah. So just put it out there. People don't re- if people don't like it. You can delete it. You can always delete it. Follower count is not equate success or money or anything uh, like that. So neither do likes on your photos, you know? A photo that has five likes can be just as good and just as well received as a photo that has 500. Yeah, I can tell you when I get like a thousand likes on a photo, I don't all of a sudden get an influx of like 10 more booking requests. Like it's the same as always. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) It's all an illusion. Oh my god! Thank you so much. Hopefully, we can get you home in the snowstorm. Oh my god, guys! I'm putting on my I'm putting on my parka. I'm putting on my snowshoes. I'm gonna give her some garbage bags to put her feet in before <laughs> oh her god. snowshoes or maybe after. That's scary guys. 
Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank <laughs> you for coming. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. All right. Thanks for listening. Hopefully this episode has inspired all of you to get out there and try some new ideas. I've attached Bailey's website and Twitter handle in the show notes for all of you in case you'd like to start following her or get in touch. As always, happy Monday and stay curious.